Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Chickens are weird! Welcome back to Earn's World Podcast. This is your boy DJ Earn One. And it's your boy Diffu. And we're coming back at you again from Portland, Oregon. It's been a pretty good week. Um, how was your week overall? Uh, man, we getting over the humps, man. Got three tracks done this week. You know what I'm saying? Got new shit on the way for y'all. So I really don't like to talk about it. I just like to show it. So I'm just excited to get this new music out, man. Got new production as well. Shit's going pretty decent. Oh, that's fair. You know what I mean? What's up with you, though? I mean, this week went by kind of fast. Um, finally feel like we made some some headway with, uh, I don't know, in general, just, like I said, getting this podcast stuff in order. Um, today, we went and kicked it with one of the homies. Shout out to the homie AJ. Let me help us shoot some, like, promo for the podcast. You should show him a photo of the, of the shit. Show the I don't people. have any photos. The reference of where you got it from. It's all good. They'll see it when they see it. That shit. Um, but yeah, we shot some promo for the podcast. Just trying to like get stuff in order to really like start promoting this stuff and driving people to where we want to go. Because hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so, we'll have figured out how to put this on different like streaming platforms and stuff. I've been already looking up videos and like figuring out how to do it. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of going back and getting like the archival I guess sound files through the previous episodes, compiling those and putting them together for, like I said, the digital streaming platforms like SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Amp, places like that. But yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah, man. So like long road, but we finally have, you know, made it here and it's still going to be a lot of hurdles, but at the end of the day, motherfuckers is doing this shit and uh this is officially the 15th episode so if you're watching this with us you've made it to episode 15 so round of applause to you guys and round of applause to us as well but you know on top of that it actually is perfect because it it brings us into our first topic because joe budden of the joe budden podcast which is a podcast that me and Ern watch um pretty often and i'm i'm pretty uh invested in it as well um outside of like just everyday life like outside of the crib with him because like i actually started watching that shit with him for real for real when i moved in with him when i came out in portland but like outside of that i've watched it on my own and i've now become invested in it but anyway um in the podcast, he basically, you know, he he basically is very passionate about expressing how he feels about um the failing podcast, and he said he kind of gets a kick out of like watching all the people um get into podcasting and failing, and I actually think that's just funny. I I love it because I thought it was funny when you said it too. I know for a fact that like there's a lot of people trying to do this shit, and just knowing what we've been through and watching Aaron do all the shit that he's done to get where we at this is like three to four years in the making it's like yeah this is a lot of fucking work to do this shit i mean i i guess it can be simple depending on what you're trying to do and how you want to do it but for the most part to even get just the tech shit out the way um it's a lot man so to be here on the 15th episode and to actually be able to do this is rewarding and especially like i said seeing someone like joe budden 
you know, shoot so many people down, I use that as motivation because it's like, well, damn, I know he ain't talking to us because shit. We at episode 15, and the way I look at it, we close to 20. Like I said in a story earlier today, um, we fucking five episodes away from 20 right now. Pretty so much. It's, uh, we're actually really moving. Um, but yeah, it's funny you mentioned the whole Joe Button thing, though, because I was like, like I said, dying just hearing him mention that, because I was just thinking, yeah. about, thinking about all the stuff we went through and like how, I don't know, I feel like any other person would have been like, like we kind of mentioned on the last episode, any other person would have been like, yo, fuck this. I'm over this. Especially when you have to rely, and then on top of that, like, I mean, I could go, we could talk, with this is, we could go for hours talking about all the shit that we had to go through, but just from even the tech point to like even shooting episodes, like a lot of people, a lot of y'all don't know, like, we're on episode episode 15, but if we were to count all the practice-odes and the episodes that we shot when we were just getting our feet wet, we technically would be almost close to maybe 40 episodes, I feel like, right? Or am I tripping? Probably. Because we shot at least 10 I know of off gate. Yeah. I feel like that were just that that just we didn't do. Then on top of that, we did one recently. You know what I'm saying? That we kind of scrapped. So it's like shit. We got shit that we you know we've been working. But um, yeah, man. Joe Budden podcast is actually one of the few podcasts that I actually enjoy and kind of. St- I don't. I want to say I kind of study it in a sense. I look at it definitely as a as a good uh way of looking at dynamics with people and how you like engage with people and how you want to like. Uh, talk on a, on a podcast in a way like I kind of just listen in on them and look at how they move and I'm like okay I see how they make this shit work you know what I'm saying so if you are someone getting into podcasting not saying that there isn't a, a million other great podcasts out there but it's just a good podcast man as far as just how they flow and how they're able to keep you entertained I think a lot of that also has to do with people and personality too though because just because you got something to talk about doesn't mean it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely the people that you have around you definitely help make or break the podcast environment um, vibe as well. Um, so I like the addition of what the two, the two, I guess, newest permanent co-hosts, Ice and Ish. Those two are dope. They add a lot of dope um, context to the conversations, um, different points of view, because neither of them are tied to, like, the music industry. So it's like... Actually... I think... Ice might be. Yeah, no, but Ice is Ish does like shit, yeah. some other like he does like real estate and like property management stuff like that. But anyway, he's cool with Joe. So like just by default, he's not tied to the music industry. So it's like cool to get his point of view on stuff. Then you have the new. I don't know if these people are gonna be permanent or not. But uh, I think it's official, bro. What is like? What is it? Mel? That's your name? Melissa Ford. Yeah, Melissa Ford. And then um, Queen's Queen Flip. Those two are nice. Uh, they, they had a nice perspective. Because I feel like Queen's Flip is like the homie that's not really in the industry, but he's got all the homies that are industry homies. So by default, he's like around and in the industry. So he's got a dope, unique <laughs> point of view, perspective on certain things. He's also super funny. Um, then you have Melissa, who's just dope because she's been around the industry for a long time. And she also provides a female point of view or a woman's right. point of view on, on certain, certain certain topics and takes. Which is dope because uh, to add on to that, the transition of the podcast going from uh, Rory and Maul to the Ish and Ice, and then having the new two uh, uh, people on the on the cast or in the group, it kind of it, it's refreshing, man. Like because it's always been like guys for the most part on there, and it kind of make you like forget sometimes like what female energy can do. 
because it's like damn like the episode the shit was cool low-key without a female don't get me wrong honestly we probably would have watched it regardless but when you add the female into the group it really balanced it out really nicely and it just worked and then it's just legit funny like not to be i could be biased but i don't watch a lot of podcasts that made me laugh and that shit legit be funny because they're just funny individuals and their friendship and how they interact is funny as fuck so it's like i fuck with that but what's even more interesting is that looking back on like the rory and mall situation and then how they left i was low-key like really trying to support the rory and mall thing like you know like they're moving i still want to fuck with them you know what i'm saying check them out but me being a person who don't even really watch a lot of tv you really gotta grab me man and because i was already invested in the joe budden shit i just naturally kept watching that shit and it for some reason got better and better you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what it is, but I just feel like looking back at it, it's like, damn, maybe it was best for them to to, to split and do their own thing anyway, because who would have known, who were, who would have, where, where would you have seen Joe Budden podcast going with Rory Maul? Like, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it's just like, you see where they're at now. It's like, I would have never saw that coming if they would have had Rory Maul. Mm-hmm. Am I tripping? I know it's kind of hard to say, maybe. I don't know. I feel like he still probably would have eventually branched out and added some more, some more people. Because he used to always, not always, but frequently feature like guests and stuff, even with Roy and Maul. So. True. And there ain't no still, shade. I still see it going in the same direction. I mean, he had the same. He had the, I mean, I feel like Joe's vision was pretty, pretty clear for the podcast, or it seems to be pretty clear for the podcast. He's just trying to expand and grow. And you either fit into his vision or you don't. <laughs> And it seemed like from what he said in some like recent episodes, he was trying to fit them into the vision, but as soon as they didn't want to like really be on like the salary situation, which kind of makes sense. It's like, yo, like you show up X amount of times. I give you this standard rate for showing up X amount of times. I mean, once the, the term is, once, once your term is up, we can renegotiate the salary, but like it's kind of is what it is until we renegotiate. If you either you cool with it or not. If not, I'm going to keep pushing because I got the homie Parks who's still trying to do this with me. Um, he's cool, whatever. I'm trying to throw him. Um, and then you have probably a whole list of people that he could pull from in general that I'd probably approach him about being on a podcast. I mean, it's not like I don't feel like he really had to look that far to find, find replacements. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely... Um... I feel like what what he's doing though with the podcast thing is like at least for 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 where I'm at because like what's his name fucking um, Nori is like the only other podcast that I watch because of me being a hip hop head and him having like stories to talk about. But Joe Budden, his podcast is dope. Drink no, it champs. is. It it is. Who's Nori? Drink Jam? Oh, I thought you said. I thought I thought for some reason I thought I heard you say Jim Jones. I don't know why. Hmm. I heard you th- anyway, but um, shout out to Jim Jones. Though. Yeah, shout out to Jim Jones. I don't know why I thought I heard you say that for some reason. Um, but yeah, no, like I feel like uh, with the way he does it, though, it it just never like because I be seeing podcasts when they have groups of people, and that shit just don't really be hitting. And a lot of times, the only time that it do kind of be hitting is if it's got some females on there, but they be talking bullshit. Like it don't really be no like. Cause I'll be, have you ever seen the snips where it's like, I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't even gonna hold you. This ain't even shit that I fully invested my time in, but I've seen a lot of snips on Instagram of like these group podcasts 
a lot of people talking about relationships. So that's a lot of what you get when you get a lot of like female and males together. Oh, like together on the same podcast. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. They talk about relationship shit on there too, but it's just the way they carry the conversations and the topics. It's just like, I don't know. It's way more easier to digest for me. And I don't get mad and stressed out when I'm watching a motherfucker saying ignorant shit. Cause some of these podcasts, <laughs> people be laugh. saying, yeah, some of these people in these podcasts be saying really stupid shit though sometimes. And it's like, yo, what information are y'all spreading? Everybody wants to fucking talk about relationships and shit. And some people don't need to be talking about relationships because it's like they be saying the most off the wall shit. No, I feel it. So like, it's cool to just get a balance of people in there that just have like, they just shooting shit like they on a the couch, which is another reason why I kind of like the pod too, because a lot so of times, no, like the Joe Budden podcast is more like on some chill at the crib type shit. It's not like we're at a table at a, at a like, you know what I'm saying? They got that vibe where it's just like, oh, we just chilling. You know what I'm saying? No, I just heard couch, and I thought you were talking about us. So I was like, oh. So I, I mean, I, they, are, they are kind of on the couch, too. They so. on the couch. They just chilling on some living room shit. And I, I, like I said, there's, there's other podcasts that may do it like that, but I just like that vibe. I could be a little biased and maybe dick around a little bit, but I genuinely watch the growth, and I'm just I'm excited to see where they go. And I, it kind of amps me up because it's like, damn, we can do this shit. That's really what I'm at the end of the day is like seeing what they do makes me realize, yo, we can do this shit. I mean, I just realized just very early on, just through various internships. I'm like, yeah, like depending on what equipment you have, like some of the stuff you have available to you from like consumer standpoint is allows you to do the same exact stuff that they have in these like billion dollar TV studios. No, facts. And on top of that, like Joe Bunnett's come up is real too because everybody knows like you know they looked at like even he said it like people tried to count him at count him out as like corny and shit you know what i'm saying and to see where he's at now i think that's another reason why i could relate to him too because in a sense he's kind of like the underdog but not really but at the same time because it's like people counted him out at the end of the day it was up to him to like carve his lane and prove to the world that he belongs here and has a statement has a mark you know what i'm saying and that's what's dope because before the podcast joe budden was kind of sort of a laughing stock let's be 100 are you talking from a rap standpoint yeah yeah definitely everybody Re- knew him from like what uh what's the name of that song from do the not do the right thing dang um no bro you got pump, sir pump it up pump it up and then but 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 i'm not even saying but he was a good rapper though so like i'm not saying right, like but it's just for some odd reason the rest of his rap didn't match pump it up and that's what everybody knew him for. So it's and like, then it didn't help when Earl uh fucking mimicked him. I think or he did have them. a song called like "In the Club" or something like that, right? But I don't even remember. But all Something I know is another, another club song. It didn't help when Earl sweatshirt sweatshirt mocked him. Oh no, I definitely didn't. Know um, it. so the point is to all that is that just, was on Twitter, right? No, that was on fucking uh Lord of Squad. But all I'm saying is the motherfucker oh, came right, up because he had like the uh the the ball the. <laughs> the the ball the and he, he started crying you don't yeah, remember he that had shit, to, he had to go he had the fake goatee yeah yeah like <laughs> like, yeah sorry for that now that's <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny but yeah no nah, it's just dope man it's like a funny image it makes quick. you it makes you really just want to keep pushing and going hard for shit it's really the moral of the story so shout out to Joe Budden man and and that whole team over there for real for real and anybody out there that's doing podcasts man. Shit, don't get this shit up, man. Keep pushing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because, like, for real, for real. Ain't none of this shit easy and it ain't going to be handed to you. Yes, here we go. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you got to show this shit. This shit is funny. Yes, this episode right here. Oh, my God. Hilarious.
<laughs> you got the audio? No, I don't have any audio for it. It's just funny. You just need images. Because him crying is funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they stupid as hell, oh, bro. God. Oh, Even he God. said that shit was funny. You talking Joe? Yeah. Yeah. This is hilarious, bro. <laughs> bro, it's classic. Classic adult swim. Oh, we got the gif. Oh, man. Yeah, nah, that's classic adult swim right there. That's like, I feel like when adults swim, you feel like adult swim is still good? Or you feel like it fell off a little bit? The adult swim never falls off. All right. Well, I don't believe adult swim can ever fall off. They're always going to have some, some type of fire. Yeah, that was from like 20, 20, 2011 adult swim, 2012 adult swim. Um, But let's continue, man, because since we're on podcast, like, you know, as Joe Budden rises, you know what I'm saying? Somebody got to fall. Somebody got to fall, bro. And it's kind of crazy because to be real with you, uh, I actually had this as a topic like a few, like almost last month or so. And this literally was just, I had this in my in my vision based off the shit that I was feeling. So I was already feeling like this. And then I, I'm going to be real with you. Just yesterday, I really found out a lot of, because I ain't been paying attention to the news really with like what's going on. You know, I'm in my own little world. So I genuinely didn't really know what was going on with the no jumper shit. I just was hearing a lot of shit back and forth here and there. And then I heard the AD left. And then it just all started like coming to me. I'm like, well, damn, just last month I was talking about how like I already felt like no jumper was no jumper ain't been the same from about five years. I feel like am I tripping at, at least three to at least three. I say it started switching. I got when people like honestly, when what's his name? Sharp. I actually rock with Sharp, though. Right. Um. I actually I rock with the majority of these people that came on to No Jumper. I just feel like they, I don't know, should kind of go off and do their own thing individually. Which is already inevitably going to do that thing with without Adam in the mix because I feel like I don't know. This is no shade of Adam. I've been rocking with Adam from like a content creator standpoint since because I also rock with BMX stuff. So like, I initially found out about him through the BMX space, and then. I was like, the same dude that's interviewing these BMX writers is also interviewing like these SoundCloud rappers. I'm like, what is going on here? So I started tapping in with the rap interviews. I mean, I, I rock with underground music as well. So it's like, for me, tapping into those interviews was also a way for me to find out who, who might potentially be up next from like a rap standpoint. Because I mean, for, at, at that point in time, he was interviewing like anybody who's anybody from the SoundCloud scene. At that point in time, if you were popping on the SoundCloud scene, you had you were liable to like get picked up from like a mainstream stamp, almost a mainstream standpoint. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Um, this is like yeah. this is like 2016, 2017. I mean, basically, man. At the time, this is at a time where SoundCloud rap was at its peak for real, for real, for one and two. It was like an era where it was it was the sound it was the peak of the SoundCloud era and. He was right at that perfect time before it peaked where it was just like if you was coming up at a certain time as a SoundCloud rapper and you was buzzing and you had the opportunity to get on No Jumper, you right. pretty much was. It's pretty much like this. Once you get on No, Jump, no Jumper, you already you technically kind of solidified. Was, yeah, you already kind of pretty much on. That's what that means. If you got a, if you got a No Jumper interview, you already on your way. Because, yeah, like, I mean, they would all do shows out in L.A. So it's like once they're in L.A., it's like I'm going to just roll through the No Jumper studio real quick do this interview. And then keep so the point to that is no jumper definitely helped 
and birthed a lot. I'm not gonna say birth, but it just I I, I don't wanna say birth because a lot did, of people. No, I did birth a lot of people's careers because a lot of people didn't find out about people unless they were tapped into no jump. But that's but I don't want to fully. I, I feel you. I don't want to say birth. I want to say help push and expose okay. because, elevate. because help a lot elevate. of these artists was putting in work before they got to him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I wanna, I wanna. But, okay, so yeah, yeah, birth wouldn't be the right word. I say elevate would be better. Yeah, exactly. More exposure. You know, Help elevate and expose. Pushing them out to a to to a, to a larger platform. So I don't want to take that away, and that's why I feel like it kind of hurts because people actually fucked with No Jumper. No Jumper was fire. Like I mean, they their content was good, man. And then I honestly just feel like. I feel like they kind of ran out of really good artists to, to, for one. I mean, everybody kind of sounds the same. A lot of shit is watered down. And like I said, the SoundCloud era is kind of dead. Unless something really comes back to bring it back. SoundCloud era is dead. P- people still use SoundCloud, but it's not what it used to be. I wouldn't say they ran out of like good artists to interview. I would say that one kind of outgrew the space that they were in. So it was tough. It's it, like, and just based on certain some of some of certain things that happen attached to i guess no jumper over the years no and you a lot of right. a lot of artists just didn't really want anything to do with them so it's like you're once right. they got to a certain level it's like yeah, i'm not even it's which is funny you bring this I'm not up about to rock with y'all like i see some of the drama and stuff you tap into and some of the stuff you call is like just based on the interviews you have and like some of the people you interview that you know have beef with each other it's like some of the beef that you perpetuated it's like i'm not a lot of people didn't respect it, so it was tough for them to get interviews from people at a certain level in the industry. No, that's literally, that's right. Like, AD said it himself. He said that a lot of the, like, some of the interviews that happened was on the strength of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he tried to get a lot of people to do shit. A lot of people didn't want to because of that reason. And, um, you know, him being kind of like, the connected to the streets in a way you know what i'm saying like a lot of people in the streets and in the uh, rap industry didn't really want to vibe with like going on there you know what i'm saying so and then him leaving which i guess we can kind of get into that because that kind of like goes along with how shit started declining um but yeah hold on not to cut you off though but like i guess i didn't answer your question earlier when you were asking like when did it start to kind of like when did you know it started to kind of decline i would say once he started inviting people like sharp t-rail um, dang, who are the other, some of the other people? Oh, yeah, man. but I think not sure was the kind of before people. that. Yeah, but I mean, that was a really around the time where like a lot of internal heads started to bump. True. And like, because like people obviously fell out with people would fought in the past would follow with like Adam specifically and then dip. But like, it's the first time where I guess started seeing people that were like co host beef with each other and like bump heads. Oh, Flock, Pretty Flocko. Not Flock, Pretty Flocko, but pretty Flocko, Flocko. Flocko. What's his name? Flocko? Flocko. Yeah, that dude. Um, Pretty flat. Around the time he got there, it's real for it when it started, stuff started to kind of like go left. Because he would just be on there saying wild stuff. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, like I said, AD left. And he left because of various reasons. But the point is, man, now that AD's left and, you know, the culture's talking, and you know how that goes. Like, yes, no jumper will still probably be here, but will the culture stand behind it? Probably not. Probably, not. It, probably it's it's probably sold out at this point and he did kind of mention it when he said it all kind of everything kind of went downhill when he when he uh had that the most most recent guest on there which i don't know a lot about this person but apparently it was just kind of inappropriate climate wise because no jump uh because adam 22 is associated with a lot of black people 
you know what I'm saying? And it has a lot of black people on this platform. So it just seems kind of weird to have someone on a platform that kind of sort of may uh, be a little controversial when it comes to racial issues or, you know, things of that nature. I don't really want to jump into who this person is because I don't know a whole lot, so I don't want to speak ahead. But yeah, it, was enough, it, was, it was enough for AD to have a, a, an opinion a, on a it. A strong opinion on and, it. And basically say he didn't feel like that was, you know, appropriate, appropriate you know what I'm saying? And, you know, me personally, like, I'm not the type of person to just jump out and agree with some what somebody says just because they say it. But I will say, as a black person, some things you kind of just have to like know is kind of like the truth in a sense. And what I mean by that is like we know that AD is one of the few black voices in that room, so he's gonna and he's the type of person where. He he gonna say something if he knows that shit was off or if it was like it wasn't right, you know what I'm saying? And what I'm saying is he's kind of the voice to Adam as far as like, you know, is this culturally appropriate or not? Whether or not Adam is, you know, you know, call he he green lights it rather at the end of the day. It's his choice. But like like we talk about in corporate offices, if you don't have a black person in there to say anything, then anything gonna go. I mean, but even sometimes some of the black people that are in there I mean, it goes back to the whole concept that we talk about in the black community where it's like all skin folk and kin folk. Like, some of them ain't don't speak up anyway. They just gonna let shit rock because it's like easier to just be quiet. True. So even him, even him, like, you know, even if he did say something, it, like I said, Adam has to green light it. But the point is, it happened. And because of that, weird shit happened and now he's left. And he didn't necessarily say that he left solely because of that. But based off just what you know everybody is saying looking from the outside it's like adam's kind of it's just kind of getting a little messy and things could have been done a lot better on his end because a lot of people were saying at the end of the day regardless of what choices were made on the cast he's the person that edits clips he makes sure things are getting put out yeah, he has the final say so exactly so like it's up to him to make sure things get handled in a certain way in a certain manner professionally so that's why a lot of this still falls back on him you know what I'm saying? And ultimately, it does suck because regardless of AD and them leaving, I wasn't even feeling the podcast when they brought them on. And that had nothing to do with AD and them. I was not fucking with the podcast simply because they stopped interviewing really good art. I just, I'm oh, like, where right. are the artists They stopped at? interviewing like actual artists and it seemed like, I mean, they were interviewing artists. It's all about bullshit. Every now and then, but it seemed like all the artists they were interviewing were tied to like gang stuff, gang culture in LA. And it's like, yo, like, I think that could have been solely because of maybe AD bringing some people around. Nah, too, that wasn't because I mean, because I, when I was last, when I was last in LA in um, and what was it in March of last year? I was talking to somebody about. I was asking just because I was I was like, yeah, I DJ. I'm in the music. I was like, I know I'm in LA. I'm like, hey, you rock with the No Jumper podcast. I know it's based out here in LA. And they were like, nah, because like they perpetuate a lot of like gang beef and stuff like that and all they do is talk about gang stuff so it's like well what i was saying is i know ad like some of the people that are on there though they were like yeah it's not about the music anymore what i'm not i'm saying some of those people might be associated with ad though and it might not be necessarily like it might be people that he know that he's like bringing through you know what i'm saying on a platform and it might be connected with the streets it might not I'm be not, i feel it but i'm saying though like it's just like a lot of that stuff it seems like even in the interviews, it's like, yeah, like, why are you even asking this person about their gang ties and stuff like that? Why is it not about the music? That's what we, 
want to know about them. I mean, well, you know, then this can go on. This this is a whole other conversation. So you can't ask them about some certain certain stuff, but it's just like, yo, like why? I mean, we remember what, what Joe Budden was we talking about. in on that. Which that shit actually just brings me back to that thing too. When did you ever watch the episode when he was with Joe Budden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit had, going in on him. That shit had <laughs> me mad though. Reading the comments because you can clearly see the split where no jumpers viewers versus Joe Budden, and the thing that was fucking me up was that the the no jumpers viewers, which I feel the majority of a lot of white kids that genuinely didn't understand that what we were talking about is a bigger issue than what they really understood, and they and they were j- quick to jump on the comments not really understanding the magnitude of what Joe Budden was trying to say because at the end of the day you are a white man speaking on urban culture yeah, so you have no point. by default you you literally don't have a whole lot of room to be doing no extra shit and let's keep it a buck no one ever said anything about that one time when he was in the fucking house and old dude's cooking a crack I'm still oh, trying yeah, to figure out if that, that shit was real or not because that shit was crazy but yeah I was like yo and I was like, no one said any. I was like, yo, that yeah. shit crazy. Like, they nah, people, really... people definitely said something in the comments on that video. They did? Yeah. Because I was like, bro, that shit crazy. Because that's, that's the first thing I saw. When I first saw that, I was like, yo, comment section. I was like, yo, who else saw this? Because like, I'm like, that yo, shit got slid literally on the in the so background quick. cooking crack in Compton. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? Like, on TV, not TV, but on the internet. And he, and he his already with his face shit. With his face not covered. And he already filming this shit. And I mean, and like I said, I, I I was rocking with Adam. You know what I mean? I'm not even gonna say I don't rock with Adam. I don't I don't know the man for shit. Another I, thing that like another another issue I feel like a lot of people have with him is the fact that like I don't know. It seems as if I'm not speaking on facts. I don't know, bro, at all. But it's just like it seems like when he does seem to like stir things up, he seems to lack like genuine understanding of what he did wrong and it seems to also lack empathy for the other person involved in the situation you know well, what i mean this goes back and to it seems like when he does apologize it doesn't seem to be genuine it's like he's just apologizing because he got called out so he's trying to save face i mean this goes back to like know. i said i don't know if that's his actual intent because i don't know the man but that's just what it seems that's just what seems to be the narrative around him this 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 low-key kind of um might go into another tangent, but me, the only reason why I feel some type of way is because I'm a man of the culture, bro. And yes, oh, you can be. I'll cut you off, but he also, I also feel like it went down you know, when he invited, uh, when he had that show with like uh, Selena Powell. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, she was she was the one that was yeah, saying like, all that crazy shit she was doing yeah. rapping. It's like, yeah, that shit's weak. Why are we doing that? It's like, we, it's like we get that you and your, I guess, significant other are in the adult entertainment industry. But it's like, yo, like we don't want to necessarily always, we don't want you in there. We don't want to hear from IG thoughts. Facts. And the trifling <laughs> shit they do. Right. Um, like, but, yeah, it makes for good controversial content. And it's going to get you some clicks. But it's like, generally speaking, your core audience don't necessarily want to hear that. Um. I was, was gonna, for the music. I was gonna say that uh, me being a cultural dude, I feel like it's easy for me to cancel a motherfucker. So he is cancelable. I don't know if that's a word. Cancelable. Cancelable. I don't know yes. if that's yeah. Cancelable. Um, major word. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I think I, I'm gonna make him cancelable. Cancelable. And what I mean by that is, for me, I don't. Have, I don't have nothing against the dude, but. If I cancel Post Malone for certain reasons, I gotta cancel him for certain reasons. And my reasons for canceling Post Malone have always been valid. Everybody knows my my whole beef with Post Malone. It's not a real beef, you know what I'm saying? I have nothing against this dude. It's just more like I take things literal when you speak on hip hop. 
because I am hip hop genuinely like to the core. I, it's 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 not something that I wear this shit on my sleeve for real, and it's it's a big deal to me. I hate when people come into our culture and exploit it and do things and make money off of it, and they don't get no uh, punishment or repercussions. They could just come in, and what's fucked up is we are one of the few cultures that allow motherfuckers in so openly. No one else does that with any other. They don't let us in, but we let everybody else in. And I feel like that's a fucking issue. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like you can be a white person and love the culture, but you got to understand the things you do and the things you say. And I'm going to use Post Malone as a perfect example only because I brought him up. And you know my, you know you, I'm a, you, you know, know why. You know I the know reason why. why. This person. So, to those that don't know, Post Malone's biggest song obviously he has probably bigger songs now but what blew him up was the white iverson now if you know and understand urban culture and hip-hop you ain't even got to be an nba head but if you know the nba shit too then you would know that alan iverson was one of the first to bring in urban hip-hop culture into the nba like he was one of the first NBA players to literally make the baggy pants cool. He was the first person to bring that image into the NBA and really make it a thing. Cornrows and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you're talking a, a, a basketball player that embodied urban hip hop culture. So you as a white man getting cornrows and getting a grill and calling yourself the white Iverson, you technically are already culturally appropriating. And then making your way into the industry off of that image. Right. Then all just to say that in an interview, because like I said, I don't Wait, go off. You, 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 you failed to mention what you said in the interview, but he said he was like, yeah, I'm not a hip hop. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a hip hop artist. No, he, he basically said he's not hip hop. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I, I kind of understand. The only reason why I'm going hard on him is because he got to understand how, like the things you say. Like, I, I honestly feel like I understood what he was trying to say. I, I think what he was trying to say was, I don't just do rap. I'm, yeah, I'm an artist. Saying he's an artist, but. But you can't say you're not hip hop. Right. When you fucking called yourself the White Iverson, and if you literally, like I said, it's like a contradiction. I, Alan Iverson is hip hop. Then you continue to collaborate with. Right. Like, there's nothing artists. wrong with doing your little country crossover shit, but don't sit there and say that you're not hip hop. If anything, you are hip hop, and you should be embracing it, not using that to get your little check. And then when you want to dabble and dabble, when you feel like, feel, when you feel urban, you want to get urban. When you feel country, and that's cool, but you can't, but you still got to claim that hip-hop title. You can't say you're not hip-hop and then jump in and be like, oh, I want to, no, that's not how that works. And unfortunately, we're in a day and age where you don't really have gatekeepers. You don't have people slapping people on the wrist and being like, yo, that's not cool. So motherfuckers could just do whatever. But it's fucked up because on the reverse end, we can't just go when we try to go and enter in any other type of culture, we gotta fucking kiss ass and pull and, and, and pull shirts just to get accepted. Am I right or am I right? You're right. But we open arms and let right, all these right. motherfuckers come into our shit and and then what's even crazy, we don't know nothing. Which is a whole nother conversation. But I just had to be I just had to say all that because Adam twenty two being somebody who came into the shit like you was doing your bmx shit your blogging shit cool but when you start to embrace hip-hop culture you now gotta understand and know who you dealing with the audience you dealing with the impact you gotta really know this shit this hip-hop shit is rooted in culture with black people and it's it's big man and there's a lot of bad there's a lot of good to it and that's the reason why you have to understand that and know with great power comes great responsibility you're gonna have a platform know what you're talking about 
Just like how uh fucking um DJ Academics got got the slap on the wrist and he black. It's no different. Oh, it's for the whole like Warren Chirac thing. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. no it's no different, but it's still you gotta know what you dealing with. Cause he wanted to only highlight bad negative shit, but you see what ended up happening. Yeah, it's like you're not even from there. It's like the same dude with that dude. Uh, who's from the, the guy from the UK that you don't you don't rock with? I can't remember. There's a few of them. That shit's that shit's that's kind of weird though. That shit's like, how do you know so much about what's going on over here? Right, and it ain't nothing good. Right. To tell me some good shit that we that black people do, I bet you he don't know nothing. And that's the shit that and that's what's and that's the reason why I be getting mad at you. When you be watching shit like that, like, bro, why are we giving money and energy to these motherfuckers that low-key explore our culture? Like Joe Budden said, us our traumas, bro. Like, I ain't trying to get deep, but that's another reason why it's fucked up because that no jumper was actually dope. So to see that shit go downhill to turn a straight trash, it's like, damn, dude. Alright, looks like we looks like that's it. You know what I'm saying? So well, you feel about you feel the same way about the guy who did like the whole Kia Boys documentary then, right? What's that? Remember the Kia Boys documentary? They were in uh, Milwaukee, and they were the kids who were like stealing the kids. Well, you remember seeing? You remember hearing about that? Nah, I'll show it to you later. So what happened? Uh, but anyways, like I said, it's the Kia Boys documentary. So kids in like Milwaukee, it's the same way Jeff got his his whip, his whip stolen, basically. Okay, yeah. So like kids were going to. I know how they were I stealing it, but what does what does this have to do? Yeah, with I, like, I don't really want to go into how they're stealing the cars on the internet. But what does it have but, to do uh, with the document? What are you talking about? Um. Yeah, a white guy going to the hood in Milwaukee interviewing these teenagers who were and actually the ones like stealing the cars. And oh, like, like live. Yeah, I'm like, yo, like you got like some of the kids were smart enough to like cover their faces, but I'm like, yo, like all these kids are not smart enough to cover their faces and you just over there like I don't know, essentially using what they're doing for content. I mean, it ain't no different than that one joint. Them. Yeah, but I'm saying that what you're doing could potentially get them. Remember that one shit we watched from way trouble. back in the day of the motherfucker in Philly robbing motherfuckers? You remember that shit? Oh, yeah, 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 I don't know if that was real or not, though. That I don't shit think was that crazy. was real. It might have been, though. You never know. <clears throat> that shit was crazy. But anyway. There was less surveillance around at that time, so it could have been. Right. Um, and then after the fact that they know, if nobody actually reports it, it's like, who's to say it's actually real? True. So, yeah, yeah man, I, I, guess, I guess it's safe to say that it's rest in peace to no jumper. And to be honest with you, there's a lot more shit that happened. I'm just not the type of person that like to relay and go back and forth on like drama that happened. I really just wanted to really talk about the fact that AD left, which is and a, a lot of other people. AD left, T Rail left, um, yeah. this dude named Lush left. I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, House Phone been left. Yeah, House Phone been left. Um, and I did listen to the conversation to to, to with, with uh, DJ Academics and shit when they was talking and shit. So. I do like know basically what happened, but the moral of the story was a great addition. The moral of the story is a great interviewer, great energy, great connections. Like he gonna be perfectly fine on his own. Well, they saying they everybody's saying that this was like a eighty two. Yeah, that's what they saying. They're saying they they're about to glow up. They are. And 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 he even said that like he said he knew there was gonna be a conflict of interest eventually. He said that you know he's still cool with Adam and everything. Cool. He says business is business. So. He kept a professional handle it like yeah, a G. Yeah, but he was saying he just like the way certain stuff happened, he was like certain he felt like as like the homie, not even on the business tip, he felt like certain conversations should have been Yeah, I mean of course happened even like on some business shit. Like, yo, like you should have given me the opportunity to actually have the conversation. But it didn't seem like some of that actually happened, so yeah. Yeah, man. Shout shit. out to No Jumper, but at the same time, Seems like shout out to No Jumper for for giving us, you know, what it gave us, and I guess like all things shall come to an end eventually. So, 
Yeah, the culture though, Twitter and everybody, they not fucking with no jumper. Then again, even Adam Adam was saying at one point he was like, yeah, I kind of want to do some other stuff. So it's like it didn't seem like he was really. With the way these allegations on him is going too, it might be a little weird too. So yeah, I know about that. Yeah, I don't want to you know throw that on people, but it's it's out there. Everybody, Apparently we got to bleep that word out because of YouTube, but you uh, got to say like grape. But yeah, no real shit though. So that I, I'm I'm only saying that. I'm not saying he did what or whatever. I'm just saying that people... Shout are, out to multi-track recording. I'm saying on top of No Jumper already going declining, that happening on top of that, people are starting to just kind of not fuck with it. It's not, it's not helping his brand is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm already hip. And like, so, I said, like, like I said earlier, he doesn't seem to be the most empathetic or sincere when it comes to like apologizing to the people that he's offended. So... And he even said that it, ain't helping his case either. Ad said that he said, and I like I said the 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 he said that the interview, um, the guy that he interviewed recently, the one that started all a lot of this shit, he said that even he said it like he's he said him something on the lines of like this episode is probably gonna be the episode that kind of starts some shit, kind of sort of is what he said in the grand scheme of things. So he knew that the person that he was bringing on could potentially be controversial. So I mean, at the end of the day, like. You know, he was consciously aware that... So he knew better, basically. Yeah. Long story short. You know what I'm saying? Like, he always know better. Um, I feel like that's kind of the root of the whole entire issue that people have with bro. It's like, come on, bro. You know better. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't want to get into shit, but even the way he fired Lush on camera, that shit was, um, you know, could have been done better. But, you know, hey, man. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Like I said, that that happened, too. He, He fired Lush. On camera. Dang. Um, so, like I said, man, AD talked about it. If you want to go check it out, listen to the conversation. Is what it is. But, yeah, I guess moving along, the uh, OG, the legend. Wait, 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 wait. What? Look yeah, at the order. Look at the, the order. Right order. Okay. I didn't know what you... I, my bad. My bad. This man over here. My bad. Anyway, I was saying, yeah, the OG, the legend... One of the few white R&B singers with like actual soul that you might think is black if you didn't, know, only what a handful. didn't know what they looked like uh, passed away. So um, R.I.P. to Bobby Caldwell. Anything you want to add on, bro? Yes, man. We're going to run a video clip in the background as we talk about him. For real, for real. Like I said, there's only a handful of white people that came into our lives and gave us some soul, man. And he was one of them. And... A lot of classics were sampled off of this dude, you know, from Tupac to damn, who else done fucking sampled him? Well, I feel like, uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people sampled him, but the point is, man, legend, rest in peace, I think he died in set in like 70 something, um, but yeah, and this is a classic song. Oh, you said how old was he when he died? You said 70 what? I, I want to say 71, but I could be wrong, hold on. I'm about to look at it right now. Rest in peace, man. Let's see. Yeah, he was 71. But yeah. Our guy Bobby Caldwell. This is a low quality video, but it's also from like what the 70s or the 80s? Seven late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Um so yeah, and I this was is telling, just, that's funny. I was telling you earlier, for the longest until I saw his picture, I was like, I thought this dude was black. 
And that's how it always was, man. I thought Michael McDonald was black for the longest. Right. That's you could have told me. You could have. Tina Marie. Her too. All them, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a few of them that's like, you hear them, it's like, what the fuck? And you see them, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now you got. Wait, a, who you been hanging with? You got Adele and you got Justin Timberlake. And I'm trying to think of who else made. And you had Amy Winehouse. Rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. She was definitely. Amy Winehouse had it. She fucking had it, bro. Um, But yes. Like, rest in peace to Bobby Caldwell, like I said. Um, he a real one, man. Yeah, I guess for me, I guess show some of his tracks on Apple Music for y'all. Yeah, because he actually has a, a, quite a few um, joints on there. Don't get it twisted. This is like one of his main ones, but he actually got a few joints. That's what I said. And, and matter of fact, they sampled a, a quite a few different songs from him. A lot of people. Oh, I remember. I know Columbus song. Yeah, yeah. He's got some. He's got some bops. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Shout out to this man. You said Tupac sampled him, right? Mhm. Trying to think of who else sampled him. Mm, I was gonna say Will Smith, but that was Bill Withers with just the two of us. Yeah, it's a lot. We're probably, I mean, it's been, he's been sampled a lot. You, It's a lot. I feel like I know this Walk On By song. Because I'm looking right now, Notorious B.I.G. did one. But I was thinking fucking, uh, for some reason I thought that fucking DJ Quick sampled something. But I could be tripping. I'm on who sampled right now to see who. Okay, whoa. Common sampled him. Yeah. On the light. Yep, 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 yep. Um, All right, well, my guy's been heavily. I mean, like I said, like he's been, I mean, like joints that we know, like he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's one of them ones. But I'm trying to find that one track because I've, I feel like he did do one with DJ Quick, did do a song that sampled him, man. But anyway. Yes, the late great Bobby Caldwell. Rest in peace to him. Yeah. R.I.P. to that man. But yeah. And also R.I.P. to the motherfucker that Hurricane Chris killed. But yeah, he beat that the fucking too. he beat the fucking case. But uh, what <laughs> allegedly killed? No, he beat he he. I said was, he allegedly. No, it was no alleged. Alleg- Self defense. But I'm bro. saying though, you can't say he killed him if he ain't killing. Say what? Allegedly. Uh, you said allegedly. Yeah, I'm saying because he didn't actually do it. Apparently, you said no. R.I.P. to the person that he killed. Is if no, he did kill them. Oh, he did. Yes, yeah. it was self defense. He got away okay. with it. Well, yeah, like R.I.P. to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, if I think it might have been a no. It, it's confirmed. He it was self defense. Charges was dropped on Hurricane Chris recently, and he also got new music out. Put a new song out about nine yeah, months he ago. Does have a new song out? It's called My Bay. Y'all may think it's whack, but Hurricane Chris low key was fire. I always fuck with Hurricane Chris. Low key had bops, all his shit go, and to this day his shit still goes. It aged well, man. Um, yeah, we're not gonna play the music for you, but because you know YouTube got the copyright situation, but you know if we want to play the music, we could. We just take it out. Shouts out. Shouts out to multi track. Recording. Well, them too. But I'm about to say shouts out to damn Hurricane Chris because uh, 
yeah, I'm just glad that bro, you know, is is safe and you know, I'm glad it wasn't a fucked up situation where it's just crime, you know, motherfuckers just killing each other over some dumb shit. It's self defense, and in that case, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. So that's what's up, man. Yeah, I mean, he had some bangers back in the day. And then even this track right here that he just dropped is crazy enough. It's like actually good. Like it's he like still has no facial hair too. Yeah, that shit's funny. Crazy. Yeah, man. But yeah, nah, he always had bars. His songs are always high energy, dope songs you could play at the party and everybody would rock with them. Um, he had what A Baby, Hand Clap. Dropping Gimme Fifty wasn't his song, was it? No, that's Mike Jones. But man. he was on it. Mike Jones. Mike yeah, Jones. Like, he had some slaps back in the day. You were around in like the late 2000s. You couldn't have been alive without possibly hearing one of his songs. True. What's your favorite Hurricane Chris track? Um, For me? That should go. Um, Gotta be A Baby. For real? Yeah. And that players, uh, what's the track? Oh, players rock. Players rock. Yeah, nah, not for me. It's got to be A Baby. I feel you. A Baby is the classic. That's a, that's a vibe. Like, even the way the video starts out, like, is a vibe. True. A Baby. 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 Yeah. This was that song. A Baby. A. Hey baby, hey baby, hey baby, hey baby. It make you miss being a kid. Look at how we used to. People used to dress like this back in the day. If your tees, I know. Look, people. I didn't dress. I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't either. I despise dressing like this as a kid. But this was the thing. I remember the whole dress code situation in schools. Though they were like, yeah, you couldn't even wear long shirts. If your t-shirt, literally, if you came into school, Sterling. Oh, what's not Sterling? Yeah, was it Sterling? The one to wear the pants. I went to elementary. Bro, I went to elementary school with. Okay, so I went he used to, to wear his pants on his knees. Bro, literally. Yes, I don't know when he started dressing like this because he did not <laughs> used to dress like this at all. Like Bro. I remember he got to we got that. Was he dressed like that in middle school? I don't know him from. He didn't go. He went to freeze. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I didn't know him then, and Bro. I knew another Sterling, but not him. But yeah, so long story short, we had a homie named Sterling, and shout out to Sterling if you out there, Sterling. Yeah, you were cool. You listening, we rock with you. Shout out to Sterling. Anyway, was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he used to come to school. This is freshman year. So my freshman year was 07, 08. He came when people, the baggy, baggy wave was kind of still around. This dude wasn't even wearing baggy. He just had his pants down. It was on his way out. So bro used to come to school in like the OD tall tee. Like, and this is around the area where people wear two tall tees, like one, one color on the outside, probably white. And then another color on the, on the underside, underside, like a red or like a blue or like a green or something like that. Just, you know, add a little flavor to the fit. Um, and then they have the different colored slouch socks. But this dude literally failed every single dress code check that we would get. So, like, we, this is the time where, like, the teachers, when you walk into school, if you look suspect or you had a long T-shirt on, they do the whole, like, fingertip test. So, basically, like, your fingertips couldn't go past. Your shirt couldn't go past your fingertips if you stood straight up. So, if you did that. You had to go to the, the office. They'd make you wear, pretty much tuck your shirt tail in. Um, yeah, but he never did that. I know he didn't. <laughs> he was the only what, person that... That's, like, what made it, that's what made it even funnier. This is like, yeah, this dude's a walking dress code violation. 
No, and no, y'all let, no, them no, do, you, y'all let them just do whatever. No, no, you know, I'm gonna tell you why they let him do no, no, it. No, 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 no. It's also funny because I didn't finish describing his fit. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. So go ahead, he go used ahead. to also wear his pants down to like his belt would be at least to like right, right at the top of his knees. But he had basketball shorts on under. He so was like, smart. That's no, but that's what I was gonna say. That's why they let, <laughs> let him, him wear the long shirt. That's why they let him wear the long shirt because he would wear his, he would sag his pants. And you not, they don't want to see your underwear. So it's like, this is what he would do. He would wear the basketball shorts. So it's like, he's technically not showing his ass, but he's sagging like a motherfucker. But because you're still not allowed to sag, he wears the long t-shirt over it. So just in case they do say something, he's still got the basketball shirt. He's not really technically like. But literally, the shirt would just be going to his knees because his pants was there. I don't know how to fuck. And he walked like that too. Like You could tell, you could tell he was sagging OD hard. It was crazy. But yeah, it was definitely an era down south. The OD baggy fits. Yeah, man. Yeah. But that yeah, that was middle school and elementary school. Hurricane Chris though is a is a legend in my eyes, man. You know what I'm saying? He held it down for little house parties and shit. You know, part of that era. So, what was your favorite song by him? Shit, man. I like that players uh, players rock, but you know, I, Holly Berry was cool too. Holly, oh wow! I feel I like, like off gate though. I feel like I'd be dumb to say that. I'd be dumb to say that this ain't the one, but Players Rock go to though. That beat go. And that hook and shit. So, like, I don't know. Hey, this baby. video is so lit. Right. It definitely, like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to say it didn't age well, but it's just when you look at these type of videos, it's that you, you see that year. Yeah, like, should I get beads in my braids next time? Oh, hell no. Please don't. <laughs> no, that ain't true. And rock shades? That ain't you. Shave my facial hair? Nah. No. Rest in peace, P-Pop. He killed that shit. Yeah, man. Shout out to Hurricane Chris. Yeah, man. What's uh, next on the list? Next on the list is uh, oh, the last yeah. topic, actually. It's kind of relevant, too. Shout out to all y'all sneakerheads out there. And we're going dumb for this man's stuff. Um, but also not really at the same time. Um, apparently, Tom Sachs getting flagged for like having a toxic work environment which is according to everybody this is according to everybody it's been a known thing like i I guess it's just a resurfacing thing or something shit's going on to where um they're saying that uh he has a toxic work environment he's known for throwing shit and this and that and i don't know me just sounding like an asshole looking from the outside when i look at the motherfucker he looked like he in his ego but I'm going to be real with you. I don't know who the motherfucker is. I never knew who Tom Sachs was. He was never relevant to me. I looked him up and said he's an artist, but he isn't the artist that's on my radar of the people that I um, look up to or look at, I guess you could say. But this is the product that he is most known for. This particular Nike collaboration. But yeah, anyways, people that were on his team are saying like he just runs a super toxic work environment like that. I don't know. It's full of like sexual harassment, bullying, all that. So basically, if you go on, if you parking with Tom Sachs, you're probably about to go home with some psychological issues. At the end of the day, not to say, not to make light of that, but yeah, like people be wilding. Long I mean, story short. And then, like I was talking about earlier, it's like when you're dealing with artists, they can be really egotistical, man. And I'm a creative myself, so. I'm not going to sit and act like I don't have an ego, but with me, 
I try to be really, really consciously aware of how I move when I'm talking to people. Like, we're on a podcast talking, shooting shit. That's whatever. But as far as real life goes and really interacting with people, I do try to be aware on how I move and how I carry myself. And I feel like being an artist, sometimes you can be self-absorbed. So I can about imagine having your own team, your own department, your own, your, having things your way all the time. Having, because you got to remember as a creative, you want to execute your vision. But that don't mean you got to treat people like shit. I'm just basically saying I could see like creative people easily being toxic and annoying to deal with because first off, you can't really tell a creative person anything because they have it their way. They see it that way. So unless they're super open-minded and humble enough to take in criticism, nine times out of 10, they don't want to hear how you want to do it, especially if they got money and they're over you. So it's just literally tricky because you got to be a certain type of good person. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody is like that. So I don't know. It's kind of tricky. But I personally, like I said, I don't really know, bro, like that. The shoes ain't really hitting like that to me either. So, But he also made them joints that look like they in little bags. I guess the hype that was around what's the, the shoe. What's the bag shoes? I would call the, it bag yeah, shoes. Yeah, the Marjard 2.0. Yeah, those are cool. But basically the same. The same, I mean, the reason why the first the first collaboration he did was so hype was because apparently the first shoe used like pieces of the actual Mars rover. Mm. So that was the kind of appeal and allure around the shoe. But the second ones, I don't think used anything from actual Mars rover. It was just like essentially the same shoe. It was like a retro of the original, but without the bells and whistles, which would have been the pieces of like the Mars rover on the shoe. But yeah, long story short, that's what he's known for. He just does like, I don't know, I'd say kind of like, not even really deconstructed stuff, but he just does stuff that's out of the ordinary for. It is kind of deconstructed because like he builds a bunch of random, well, I don't know, as far as the shoes go, I'm talking about as far as his I'd say reconstructed more so than as, as, deconstructed. As far as his art, though, he does like reconstruct, he, he literally like, like constructs things. He build, yeah, he builds shit out of a bunch of random shit. Like, but I mean. Like I said, he's not an artist that I personally like dove into. I've just been hearing a lot about him lately as of now. You know how social media does. And, you know, with everybody trying to cancel everybody, it's just like, you know, you never know these days. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Like, I feel like working in, for working for somebody you're going to deal with, you're always going to deal with some type of, like, bullshit. But that doesn't justify having things thrown at you or being sexually harassed. You know what nope. I'm saying? Um, but, you know, this shit happens every day in the workplace. It just don't get reported. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, man, if he really on that fuck shit, on that fuck shit, I ain't fucking with it. You know? But that's all I got for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not home. Like, you, like we said earlier, I'm not really surprised. Like, I'm not. No, I feel you. I'm not. I'm not. But yeah, I guess that concludes our list of topics for the evening. We get yeah, he wasn't the... even he wasn't even that important to have a full long conversation. <laughs> hop over into the jam. We just rock with sneakers and stuff over here, so it's kind of relevant to us. Right. Sneakers and art. So right. it's like when that came out, I was like, "Whoa!" Like what? This man did what? What happened? Who did what? But um, yeah, like I said, we went up to the jam sesh. So right. look, hold on, before we get started, I might as well. Yeah, you go. I'm gonna let you introduce. This was a that this song we just played was supposed to be the last track. It was. It was supposed to be the last track. But like he said, 
we saved the best for last. I got a surprise for y'all. Like I said, I just recorded new songs this week. I'm about to play y'all an exclusive. It's literally not even out yet. It's literally not even out. So if you wanted to be malicious, you could leak it right now. Anyway, so I'm about to go ahead and let you guys know right now. I'm just not going to do them any good to leak it because, I mean, we low-key kind of going to be having conversations. I was being funny. Well, I'm just saying, though. But, <laughs> but regardless, if you guys really want it, you can have it. I'm not tripping because I'm about to put it out anyway. But it's an exclusive, and it's called Love Real. I, I'm about to put it out soon. So, yeah, I produced it. Um, shit. Yeah, man, that's about it. So, And before I go to... Uh, I will be adding it to the playlist. You guys can also check all the songs that we um, just played on the playlist too, as usual. Yeah, just hit the link in the description. It's all everything is always linked. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, man, love real by Diff You. I remember this song. Mm-hmm. Real. Is the love real? I wanna know. Just let me know. Just let me know. I gotta know. I gotta know. Is the love real? I just wanna know. Just let me know. Just let me know. Yeah, I gotta know. Just some I can smoke and vibe to. Whole project to ride through. Not many could do what I do. Most of y'all rap with a low IQ. Really stuck on stupid. I ain't gotta dumb it down, but they still gonna loop it. Y'all don't fuck the game up, and we still recouping. And you ain't giving nothing back. Lot of cap in the culture, no facts. Didn't wanna claim that you hip hop. I just got one question on wax. Is the love real? I wanna know. Just let me know. I gotta know. Is the love real? I just wanna know. Just let me know. Yeah, I gotta know. This for me, I don't do the shit for you. Just some I can smoke and vibe to. Project to ride through. Not many could do what I do. And, and I ain't even in my final form. Fresh out. Really just a fresh start like a new Came in head first and out of the norm. Made love to the beat that followed the storm. It's a whole different way when I flood the streets. I still feel like G Perico belong in this beat though. Steady with the drops like I gotta leave. Can't you hear G Perico? Well, yeah, shout out to y'all for uh, tuning in, listening in. Again, per usual, you know, we always encourage y'all to do like, comment, subscribe, and always share with your friends. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, you heard this exclusive track here first. Facts. It's called Love Real, and it's by Diff Hue. Produced by Diff Hue. Probably my new favorite joint too right now.
honest opinion, best best uh from scale to one to five. I'm gonna give one to five. One being trash, five being gas. What should I give you scale to one to ten? Like you're giving me give your opinion? Yeah, what you think? Scale of oh, one to ten, one five. Yeah. I mean, I'll go one through ten. I feel like that's the better scale to go off of. Bet. What you honest. Don't sugarcoat. Keep it a buck up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a chill track, like so I'd say like, I don't know. Seven point five, closer to eight. Cause I trust your ear, so I know, I know if I know if you if you if you somewhat bop into it and moving, then it is kind of somewhat good. Seven point five, closer to eight. Yeah, I take that. I take that. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll uh we'll catch y'all later. Love y'all, man. Holla back. What time is it? Oh shit. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the Jam Sessions is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Earn One. And if you... We'll see you next time. I'll be back.